Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from India, Mr. Deepak Kapoor. Deepak, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Deepak is the founder of Begin India Think Tank and the co-founder of Business Process Industry Association of India. So, uh, Deepak, before we start talking about Begin India and business process outsourcing, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. Well, uh, Delhi boy, mm-hmm. brought up in Delhi, NCR. Um, after my schooling, I chose not to go to college. Mm-hmm. I did do my college, mm-hmm. but I but I went, uh, you know, correspondence, mm-hmm. Delhi University. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work from the beginning. So after my class failed, I have been working. And it been, I think it was a fantastic decision. It gave me a lot of hope. And uh, I truly believe in experiencing life. So it gave me a couple of more years hmm. at experiencing life. And of course, uh, you know, part-time and evenings and weekends, hmm. I, I did study enough to escape through. Yeah. Um, so... For a lot of my, my viewers and listeners who are very, very young, uh, how important is college education? Well, you you made it very specific. I personally believe more in learning uh-huh. and applying that learning. Hmm. I mean, you go back um, a few hundred, a few thousand years. Hmm. Where was college education? Where did the wheel come from? Correct. Where did the entire concept of currency come from? Nobody thought that. There were no degrees. There was no uh, master's in finance or economics. There was no London uh, School of Economics. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, if there is a need and if the intellect does permit you to look at that need mm-hmm. and there are solutions, to that extent, I'm not underscoring the importance of going to college. I did go to college. I mean, in a uh, in a hybrid way, yeah. I did study, did my academics. Um, but I think it is more important uh, to know things mm. rather than to go to somebody and learn them. Correct. Okay. And of course, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I would I would give learning, say, 70% and academic learning, say, 30%. Fair, well That's said. my personal view. Okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Begin India Think Tank. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about this venture and does the word begin stand for anything or is it what it actually means at its start? It, it stands for quite a bit to me at least personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from, from the late 90s, which was 97, 1997, 1998, and for your younger listeners, uh, I might sound a little ancient from a different civilization altogether, mm-hmm. but uh, I think you can relate to those times when you know, BPO, IT, were just yeah. flourishing. Hmm. So I was very fortunate to get into the BPO uh, domain at a very, very tender age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from there on, I did run call centers. And long story short, we lost extremely heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm a little low to uh, uh, share numbers, but by any standards, extremely heavy mm-hmm. losses. Mm-hmm. So that happened in 2013. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it took me a couple of years, uh, litigation around the globe, wherever, wherever we were present, 
to settle things. Of course, the, the way things happen, you know, when you are multi-location. Hmm. And big in India was, uh, you know, by 2016, I was, I was fairly clear, 2016 ended, you know, of course, you know, I dealt with uh, all the issues that come come with, you know, uh, the demise of a business and then post-operative hmm. care, if I may say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after 2016, you know, I just saw that there is a lot happening in technology. And I've always been very enthusiastic about and also enthused mm-hmm. by the advancement of technology mm-hmm. and more so the use of it. Mm-hmm. So I think technology per se is useless. If you don't put it, put something to use, a tool is useless. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at a lot of things and educated myself on what cryptocurrency was. Mm-hmm. And 2016 were formative years. So by 2019, I was very clear that, you know, this is something that I need to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it had become important in many aspects, both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And something had to be done about it globally. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, so for me, I think the way things have turned out, there is a lot being done today mm-hmm. on both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, the minus and the plus. So Begin India was a new beginning after, you know, having run a, Fantastic course of almost 18 plus years in the call center business. Mm. Uh, you know, co-founding the association, which has now become, I mean, everybody knows the importance of DPO and IT from India. So right. we were on the DPO side and, and it was a pretty powerful space to be in. Mm. Um, uh, still is to a large extent. And, uh, you know, contributing towards uh, foreign exchange earnings in, in many ways for the country. It's all bright moments. Sure. And big uh, a new beginning, you know, after everything went went off. And so that's the uh, long story of the word begin. And I thought it was very apt. I was beginning again, doing something absolutely new that I hadn't done before. It was a new thing in the world itself. Hmm. So that is the... No, thank you. Thank you for telling me. But, you know, you also say you're a think tank. So what are some of the areas that Begin India looks at? And what is the kind of work that you're doing as a think tank? Okay, two quick areas, two initiatives, which uh, the areas are part of the title of both. One is the India Cryptocurrency Initiative, of course, towards crypto. Mm-hmm. And uh, second is International Ayurveda Alliance towards Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, India Cryptocurrency Initiative, we, we've done a very, uh, how would I just put it, you know, back of the scenes, discussions with uh, a lot of policymakers, people who are stakeholders, mm-hmm. a little less so with the industry because the industry has been uh, questioned by many in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I choose to differ with the uh, crypto industry a little more than I uh, choose to agree with them. So more mm-hmm. points of disagreement with them. Right. So you can, you can call me biased, but I was always biased towards Things like policy, governments, policymakers, compliances, regulation, mm. and so on and so forth. So, uh, uh, you know, being responsible uh, on the crypto side. Mm. Uh, the second initiative uh, is International Ayurveda Alliance, where we, we are looking at uh, um, reviving in a, in a very different sense, you know, in a very operational sense, we are reviving, uh, you know, Ayurveda for the world. Okay. Because... Everybody knows that Ayurveda comes from India. It is Indian cultural heritage. It is right. ancient Indian medicine. But I think we are going to want to take it to the world. And uh, almost two decades of uh, having serviced, uh, you know, global economies in call center business, 
and and knowing how to market uh, something sitting here over a phone call hmm. uh, you know i thought it was a challenge that we could uh, uh, take up reasonably confidently and uh, we have a lot of uh, fantastic organizations very large number now very accomplished people in the in the contemporary ayurveda space and of hmm. course the world workers who allied with us uh, we have we have we've always had uh, good relationships abroad and with a lot of embassies of countries that in the western world and the developed world hmm. so you know it's all coming together on the ayurveda front and fortunately you know it's all working for us very positively right very interesting but you know what i found very interesting was that to for a think tank to be doing cutting edge technology like cryptocurrency and ayurveda which is ancient indian or indic science uh is there in your view any connection that you see between this ancient knowledge and the technology because a lot of resources go into a think tank when you do these kind of work different you know different kinds of work uh interestingly i think the answer lies in in your opening statement slash question that you've just put up Hmm. you mentioned in the second part of your statement just before you put up the question that you know ancient indian medicinal science mm-hmm. so i'll pick that word indian and science two words i'll just set them aside and i'll just connect it to cryptocurrency cryptocurrency you said is contemporary you know, futuristic technology mm-hmm. technologies we all know come from science correct correct as the output of uh, you know various outputs of science so mm-hmm. you know the technology part and since cryptocurrency has such connotations in you know uh, i mean we see now uh, after so many years hmm. now we see that you know the world is realizing the negative aspects of crypto and a lot of scams are coming forward a lot of anti national activity across the globe across the yeah. ecosystem so that indian part comes in in the context of national security hmm. and uh, nation building and and uh, you know towards uh, doing something for the country so that you know we we keep safe the of course the uh, you know sovereign currency you know uh, anti terror funding money laundering all these things hmm. these are areas which we function greatly in uh, contrary to a lot of uh, you know when, when people talk to me they they think we we work with you know exchanges and trading no we don't so we look at forensics which is quite a new science hmm. most people in india haven't been able to do that uh, right. you know look at it Uh, so we 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 concentrated on uh, you know bringing that knowledge to india mm-hmm. and of course you know ayurveda of course it is again indian uh, in nature so india is a common factor i understand you know? but what you know uh, i I've, i've been on several think tanks as member as, as a member and one of the biggest challenges a lot of think tanks face is how to get their recommendations moved into a policy framework Um, oh. I'd love to get your perspective on how you are doing this. Well, very early on, since you know, after class twelfth, I started working. Uh, some some very good people who advised me very early on in my in my life. Uh, of course, there have been successes and failures, but you know, I think I developed the ability hmm. to handle both success and failures very early on, and I think that is one of the uh biggest fortunate uh, things that i can't mm-hmm. so you know when you say how do we do it i have only two boxes in my checklist in anything that i do you know so i i've simplified my life mm-hmm. to the years if first box is it compelling mm-hmm. second box 
is it meaningful? If I can check these two boxes, and so can anybody else, I will guarantee you that eight out of ten times, you know, if it is thought, the answers are thought, and you check your boxes mm -hmm. uh, conscientiously, you know, with logic, mm. I will guarantee anybody mm. eighty percent success uh, rate on anything that you know you do with these two boxes checked. Mm. So mm. these two boxes need to be checked now. When it is compelling and it is meaningful. You don't have to try very hard. You just have to put your point, you know, uh, meticulously across to the other person mm. in simple language and tell them, you know, what are the uh, uh, resulting benefits of doing something, and these are the reasons, and these are the compelling, you know, okay. benefits. Mm. So that's fortunately been slightly easy for us. Okay. And we we not uh, we, uh, we we don't rely on academic data and white papers. Mm -hmm. That we do a lot. But we rely on them not more than 25 to 30 percent. Mm. We rely on actual, measurable, on the ground, you know, physical action that you can see, feel, think, mm. talk mm. about. So, you know, when you do that, it's not difficult uh, for you to put across your word to anybody. Mm. You know, why they should listen to you in whatever you are telling them to listen. Mm. So, uh, in those terms, I think uh, our, I think we maybe have been, you know, fortunate to, uh, you know. Uh, be a little more successful than what the way you portrayed fantastic. it. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, well, that's, that's that's great work. That's that's really great work. So let's let's now talk about the Business Process Industry Association of India. Tell me a little bit about what are the objectives of this association because you you're a well, this was this was formed very early on, and and just to put a disclaimer, I've not been very active in the last about six, seven, eight years, maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm not with the association. Uh. I branched out on my own. In fact, you know, I, I work alone almost. When I say alone, I, I mean uh, a little alone a few years back, and then since making it a think tank, you know, do the think tank. Mm -hmm. Now the objectives were very clear. You know, very early in the two thousands, mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, the starting of the two thousand decade. Uh, you know, we were doing very well in terms of the world looking at us. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, cost arbitrage, cheap mm -hmm. labor, body shop. Yeah. And I think we, every one of us, fell prey to that. Hmm. Of course, I mean, we, we said, okay, there's a lot of young people here. Hmm. Uh, English has been taught in schools for, you know, how many decades? And we will get access to English-speaking kids, especially especially in North India. Because when I say North India, uh, I say because the the Western uh, English-speaking world finds North Indians a little more neutral in accent to uh, other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason uh, you would see that, you know, the, the concentration of uh, uh, mainly voice-based BPOs has been in Northern India rather than South India. Mm -hmm. Wherein, uh, uh, you know, the intellect, of course, is has good or better because they make the technology on which BPOs function. Right. The technology to do that. So the aim was to take uh, as much advantage in terms of the initial aim was to build as much employment as possible. Hmm. And I think STPI gave our industries so thankful to the government then that you know they gave us tax benefits exemption for a number of years hmm. uh, in terms of uh, you know getting foreign exchange and, and, and creating employment hmm. because they knew that you know this industry of encouraged would create a lot of employment. Hmm. So I think employment was number one priority for everybody. Hmm. And of course, uh, when money flows into a country. Uh, no government would say no to it, and Correct. especially if it is foreign exchange. Mm -hmm. if, if it was, uh, you know, the currency of choice, which is the dollars, and, and then the pounds, and then later on the euros. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. So these were okay. basic issues why you know we all came together and said you know let us get together uh, and give India a name in terms of BPOs rather than just you know companies working in. So you know we came together. Very interesting. But over the last twenty years, and I'm not an expert in the business process outsourcing industry. But I have seen, you know, from what used to be called call centers to BPOs to KPOs and whatever else, a lot of other countries have got into the same space. Well, India, I think, is attempting to move into a higher uh, space. I'd love to get your perspective on what next for India, because this also employs a very large number of people. It does. And and, and the number of employment has gone down, actually. Okay. You're very right. You know, the advent of uh, technology uh, you know, chats, messaging, then IVR. IVR is a big thing as we speak today in the, in the current context. AI is coming up. And, uh, but uh, we always knew, you know, that uh, the smaller nations who were competing with us, Philippines, a lot of other nations, uh, you know, close to, say, Hawaii, Mexico, Colombia, uh, and we, we got some good competition uh, later on from, from Greece, Argentina, Brazil, even mm. though people really don't know about it. So uh, they, these three countries, uh, unknown to most, you know, they, they gave competition even to Philippines and Bangladesh. Mm. They were good at that. So, yes, we did come across a lot of competition. And the world, I think the world progresses on mm. every day. Mm. And we need to uh, be mindful of, of how it is progressing and we need to react. Okay. Otherwise, there's no point. That hmm. you know, pulling ourselves if you don't. Hmm. Well, and yes, the the world will move towards more automation, hmm. more artificial intelligence. But I think uh, what uh, I think one of the most famous statements, uh, you know, with respect to Chat GPT and AI, hmm. which is I think the current thing, and that's the reason I mentioned the name, hmm. is that you know uh, people say that professionals will not be replaced by uh, chat GPT in this context or AI, mm. but professionals who do not use AI will be replaced by professionals who would. Correct. And I think to a, to a, to a certain extent, to, mm. a, to a, a fairly large extent, I think this is going to be true. Mm. So what do we do? We have a, a, a fantastic uh, pool of young people. Mm-hmm. Now, I, if you do very uh, nicely, you know, notice and related on the one side, we, one side we are doing crypto and the other side we are doing Arabida. Mm-hmm. One thing that is not really going to change is that humans are going to have lives. We, we might find ways to live a little longer and really healthy. Mm-hmm. But we will always need clean air. We will always need water. Mm-hmm. We will always need food to eat. Mm-hmm. We will always need recreation. We will always need people who are around us, the loved ones. Right. You know, we need to take care of them, housing, yeah. etc. So all these things will possibly be, I think, even even a century later, they will still be. Mm-hmm. Banking will be there. We used to have, say, two hundred three hundred years back, maybe even more. We we had money lenders who used to take, mm-hmm. uh, you know, undue advantage of those things. Sure. And today we have banks with regulation. Tomorrow Correct. we have some other form of uh, of funding. Correct. So these things will remain. Hmm. We, need to, we need to be a little smart about what will remain in the future and extrapolate our today's efforts hmm. into the future to see that we are future ready 
with things that will remain in the future. Very interesting. Wonderful. So my last question to you now, uh, Deepak, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say, based on your own incredible journey and all your learnings, what would you say are three lessons you would like our viewers and listeners to take away from your own journey and from our conversation? I think the first thing that I've learned uh, one needs to do is to leverage. Mm -hmm. Somebody way older than me mm -hmm. told me when I was in my in my late teens or possibly early 20s. And I, I still remember this after so many years, after 25, 27, 28 years or so. Mm -hmm. I still remember it almost verbatim. I'll try to you know recreate that for the benefit mm -hmm. of everybody else. Mm -hmm. He said that leverage, opportunity, and power are all temporary phenomena. Hmm. At best, we get a chance to exercise these things. Yeah. We do not own them. The yeah. moment we stop believing in this concept or yeah. forget it, our demise begins. Okay. And Great. I think it's been, it's been I mean, I've, I've seen it fall true in real life. That's the first hmm. learning. Hmm. Second learning is... I think I turn to nature for every big crisis that I've had in life. How mm. would nature respond? Mm. Now, everybody knows that we have a unique DNA. Yes. So nature intended us, you, me, and everybody else. I mean, there are billions of people. Yeah. And each one is different. Mm. Look at the beauty of it. Mm. So nature intended us to be different. Mm -hmm. So when you do something in life, mm for it because nature intends for you to have your own space correct and i truly believe that you know we were born as individuals mm -hmm. by 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 a mandate of nature and we should continue to do that mm. you know till we are here with nature sure the third thing is grit and audacity mm. very cliche a lot of people disagree with it mm. But I've seen this true with a lot of people who've succeeded and gone through a lot of, uh, uh, you know, tough times and crisis. Mm -hmm. The cliche saying is, you know, what gets you into, if, uh, uh, you know, audacity might get you into a crisis that you can only get out of by even more audacity. Mm -hmm. as, as as one of the presidents of the U.S. said, you know, if you're going through trouble, go through it. So... That I think you need to carry your momentum and, and a lot of courage and courage and grit. Mm -hmm. I think for entrepreneurs, one thing that nobody can give them or take away from them is, is grit. Mm -hmm. They will create it themselves and they will give away any amount of it only themselves. Mm -hmm. It is theirs for uh, you know using it, taking it and giving it. So I think that is one resort for every entrepreneur mm -hmm. that nobody else except for them, has a choice in how they exercise that. Mm. And I think it is a very valuable thing. Very interesting. And on that note, Deepak, and your three incredible lessons, you know, uh, the first one was you talked about leverage, which and you said leverage, opportunity, and power are all linked to economics. And that's so true. Second, you said was that, you know, whenever there's a challenge, you always look, turn towards nature and think of how nature would have responded because we are all different. And third one, you said, how important it is to have grit and audacity. You also sp spoke about your two checkboxes, which were, is it compelling and is it meaningful? Thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey, about Begin India and the Business Process Industry Association of India.
Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I, I, I it's it's been an honor. Um, I have seen the kind of uh, you know accomplished individuals who who get to share this platform, and I think I'm fortunate to have been you know one of them. And I wish you much greater success in what you're doing, and 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 an exponential increase in your viewership. Thank you so much again, Ashutosh. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.